Hare Krishna, my dear devotees. Welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in the live studios in the Haven, which is located in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. And as we have a new saying, back home, back to Srimad Bhagavatam. That's what it's like when we sit down to read the Bhagavatam together. We're all home. Srila Sanatana Goswami glorifies the Bhagavatam and explains exactly what it is very nicely. It goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O Nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana Srimad Bhagavata Prabho Kalidvanduditaditya Sri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who were supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madekabando Matsangin Madguro Man Mahadana Mandistadagamadbhagya Mad Anandanamostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadhuta dayin atini chuchata kada hanamunchakadachin mam premna ritkanta yokspura. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya All right, <clears throat> we reached the 28th chapter of the 4th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam those of us intoxicated by the material energy in this material world are getting sobered up by Narada Muni in his explicit uh, allegorical story of what happens to the soul in this material world. We're starting with text 11. Under the circumstances, the elder brother 
of Yavana Raj, known as Prajvara, set fire to the city to please his younger brother, whose other name is fear itself. Purport. According to the Vedic system, a dead body is set on fire, but before death there is another fire or fever which is called Prajvara or Vishnu Dwara. Medical science verifies that when one's temperature is raised to 107 degrees, a man immediately dies. This Prajvara or higher fever is the last stage of life at the last stage of life places the living entity in the midst of a blazing fire. Text 12 When the city was set ablaze, all the citizens and servants of the king, as well as all family members, sons, grandsons, wives, and other relatives, were within the fire. King Paranjana thus became very unhappy. Purport there are many parts of the body, the senses, the limbs, the skin, the muscles, blood, marrow, etc. And all these are considered here figuratively as sons, grandsons, citizens, and dependents. When the body is attacked by the Vishnu Dwara, the fiery condition becomes so acute that sometimes one remains in a coma. This means that the body is in such severe pain that one becomes unconscious and cannot feel the miseries taking place within the body. Indeed, the living entity becomes so helpless at the time of death that although unwilling, he is forced to give up the body and enter another. In Bhagavad Gita, it is stated that man may, by scientific advancement, improve the temporary living conditions, but that he cannot avoid the pangs of birth, old age, disease, and death. These are under the control of the Supreme Personality of Godhead through the agency of material nature. A foolish person cannot understand this simple fact. Now people are very busy trying to find petroleum in the midst of the ocean. They are very anxious to make provisions for the future petroleum supply, but they do not make any attempts to ameliorate the conditions of birth, old age, disease, and death. Thus a person in ignorance, not knowing anything about his own future life, is certainly defeated in all his activities. Text 13 The city's superintendent of police, the serpent, saw that the citizens were being attacked by Kalakanya, and he became very aggrieved to see his own residence set ablaze after being attacked by the Yavanas. Purport The living entity is covered by two different types of bodies, the gross body and the subtle body. At death, 
we can see that the gross body is finished. But actually, the living entity is carried by the subtle body to another gross body. The so-called scientists of the modern age cannot see how the subtle body is working in carrying the soul from one body to another. This subtle body is carrying... The, this subtle body has been figuratively described as a serpent or the city's police superintendent. When there is fire everywhere, the police superintendent cannot escape either. When there is, a secure, when there is security and an absence of fire in the city, the police superintendent can impose his authority upon the citizens. But when there is an all-out attack on the city, he is rendered useless. As the life air was ready to leave the gross body, the subtle body also began to experience pain. Text 14 As a serpent living within the cavity of a tree wishes to leave when there is a forest fire, so the city's police superintendent, the snake, wished to leave the city due to the fire's severe heat. Purport. It becomes very difficult for snakes to leave a forest when there is a fire. Other animals may flee due to their long legs, but serpents, only being able to crawl, are generally burnt in the fire. At the last stage, the limbs of the body are not as much affected as the life air. Text 15 the limbs of the serpent's body were slackened by the Gandharvas and Yavana soldiers who had thoroughly defeated his bodily strength. When he attempted to leave the body, he was checked by his enemies. Being thus baffled in his attempt, he began to cry loudly. Purport At the last stage of life, the different gates of the body are choked by the effects of disease, which are caused by an imbalance of bile, mucus, and air. Thus the living entity cannot clearly express his difficulties, and surrounding relatives hear the sound, Gura, Gura, from a dying man. In his Mukunda Mala Stotra, King Kulashekar states, Krishna Tvadiya Patapanka Japanjara Tam Advaya Me Bishatumanasaraja Hangsaha Pranaprayana Samaye Kapavata Pitai Kantabaro Danavidao Smaranam Kutaste Mukundamala 33 My dear Krishna, please help me die immediately so that the swan of my mind may be encircled by the stem of your lotus feet. Otherwise, at the time of my final breath, when my throat is choked up, how will it be possible for me to think of you? The swan takes pleasure at the time of my... <clears throat> the swan takes great pleasure in diving within water and being encircled by the stem of the lotus flower. 
this entanglement is sporting joy. If in our healthy condition we think of the lotus feet of the Lord and die, it is most fortunate. In old age, at the time of death, the throat sometimes becomes choked with mucus or blocked by air. At such a time, the sound vibration of Hare Krishna, the Mahamantra, may not come out. Thus one may forget Krishna. Of course, those who are strong in Krishna consciousness cannot possibly forget Krishna at any stage because they are accustomed to chanting the Hare Krishna mantra, especially when there is a signal from death. Hare Krishna. Text 16. King Paranchana then began to think of his daughters, sons, grandsons, daughters-in-law, sons-in-law, servants, and other associates, as well as his house, his household paraphernalia, and his little accumulation of wealth. Purport. It is not infrequent for a person overly attached to the material body to request a physician to prolong his life, at least for some time. If the so-called scientific physician is able to prolong one's life for a few minutes through the use of oxygen or other medicines, he thinks that he is very successful in his attempts although ultimately the patient will die. This is called the struggle for existence. At the time of death, both patient and physician still think of prolonging life, although all the constituents of the body are practically dead and gone. Text 17 King Paranjana was overly attached to his family and conceptions of I and mine. Because he was overly attracted to his wife, he was already quite poverty-stricken. At the time of separation, he became very sorry. Purport It is clear in this verse that at the time of death, thoughts of material enjoyment do not go away. This indicates that the living entity, the soul, is carried by the subtle body, mind, intelligence, and ego. Due to false ego, the living entity still wants to enjoy the material world. And for want of material enjoyment, he becomes sorry or sad. He still makes intellectual plans to further his existence. And therefore, although he gives up the gross body, he is carried by the subtle body, to another gross body. The, the, the transmigration of the subtle body is never visible to material eyes. Therefore, when one gives up the gross body, we think that he is finished. Plans for material enjoyment are made by the subtle body and the gross body is an instrument for enjoying those plans, these plans. Thus, the gross body can, can be compared to the wife, for the wife is the agent 
for all kinds of sense gratification. Because of long association with the gross body, the living entity becomes very sad to be separated from it. The mental activity of the living entity obliges him to accept another gross body and continue his material existence. The Sanskrit word stri means expansion. Through the wife, one expands his various objects of attraction, sons, daughters, grandsons, and so on. Attachment to family members becomes very prominent at the time of death. One often sees that just before leaving his body, a man, a man may call for his beloved son to give him charge of his wife and other paraphernalia. He may say, My dear boy, I am being forced to leave. Please take charge of the family affairs. He speaks in this way, not even knowing his destination. Text 18 King Paranjana was anxiously thinking, Alas, my wife is encumbered by so many children. When I pass from this body, how will she be able to maintain all these family members? Alas, she will be greatly harassed by thoughts of family maintenance. Purport All these thoughts of one's wife indicate that the king was overly engrossed with the thoughts of woman. Generally, a chaste wife, woman, generally, a chaste woman becomes a very obedient wife. This causes a husband to become attached to his wife, and consequently he thinks of his wife very much at the time of death. This is a very dangerous situation, as, it, as is evident from the life of King Puranjana. If one thinks of his wife instead of Krishna at the time of death, he will certainly not return home back to Godhead, but will be forced to accept the body of a woman and thus begin another chapter of material existence. Text 19 King Puranjana then began to think of his past dealings with his wife. He recalled that his wife would not take her dinner until he had finished his, that she would not take her bath until he had finished his, and that she was always very much attached to him, so much so that if he would sometimes become angry and chastise her, she would simply remain silent and tolerate his misbehavior. Purport. A wife is always supposed to be submissive to her husband. Submission, mild behavior, and subservience are qualities in a wife which makes a husband very thoughtful of her. For family life, it is very good for a husband to be attached to his wife, but it is not very good for spiritual advancement. Thus, Krishna consciousness must be established in every home. If a husband and wife are very much attached to one another in Krishna consciousness, they will both benefit because Krishna is the center of their existence. Otherwise, if the husband is too much attached to his wife, he becomes a woman in his next life. 
A woman being overly attached to her husband becomes a man in his, her next life. Of course, it is an advantage for a woman to come a, become a man, but it is not at all advantageous for the man to become a woman. Text 20 King Paranjana continued thinking how when he was in a state of bewilderment, his wife would give him good counsel and how she would become aggrieved when he was away from home. Although she was the mother of so many sons and heroes, the king still feared that she would not be able to maintain the responsibility of household affairs. Purport At the time of death, King Paranjana was thinking of his wife, and this is called polluted consciousness. As Lord Krishna explains in Bhagavad Gita 15.7, Mamaibhangsho jiva loke jiva bhutak sanatanaha manak chastranindriyani prakritistani karshati. The living entities in this conditioned world are my eternal fragmental parts. Due to conditioned life, they are struggling very hard with the six senses, which include the mind. The living entity is, after all, part and parcel of the Supreme Spirit, Krishna. In other words, Krishna's constitutional position and the living entity's constitutional position are of the same qualitatively, are the same qualitatively. The only difference is that the living entity is eternally an atomic particle of the Supreme Spirit. Mamaibangsho, jiva loke, jiva bhutak sanatanaha. In this material world of conditional life, the fragmental portion of the Supreme Lord, the individual soul, is struggling due to his contaminated mind and consciousness. As part and parcel of the Supreme Lord, a living entity is supposed to think of Krishna. But here we see that King Puranjana, the living entity, is thinking of a woman. Such mental absorption with, this, with some sense object brings about the living entity's struggle for existence in this material world. Since King Puranjana is thinking of his wife, his struggle for existence in the material world will not be ended by death. As revealed in the following verses, King Puranjana had to accept the body of a woman in his next life due to his being overly absorbed in thoughts of his wife. Thus, mental absorption in social, political, pseudo-religious, national and communal consciousness is cause for bondage. During one's lifetime, one has to change his activities in order to attain release from bondage. This is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 3.9 Yajyartat kamanonyatra lokoyang karmabandhanaha If we do not change our consciousness in this life, Whatever we do in the name of social, political, religious, or communal and national welfare will be the cause of our bondage. This means, we, this means we have to continue 
in material conditioned life. As explained in Bhagavad Gita 15.7 Manat Shastranindriyani Prakriti Stani Karshati When the mind and senses are engaged in material activities, one has to continue his material existence and struggle to attain happiness. In each and every life, one is engaged in the struggle to become happy. Actually, no one is in this material world is happy, but the struggle gives a false sense of happiness. A person must work very hard, and when he attains the result of his hard work, he thinks himself happy. In the material world, people do not know what real happiness is. Sukham, Atyantikam, Yatad, Budigrayam, Atindriyam, Bhagavad Gita 6.21 Real happiness must be appreciated by one's transcendental senses. Unless one is purified, the transcendental senses are not manifest. Therefore, to purify the senses, one must take to Krishna consciousness and engage the senses in the service of the Lord. Then there will be real happiness and liberation. It is stated in Bhagavad Gita 15.8 Shri Ram Yadivapnoti Yachchapyut Kramatishvadaha Rahit Vaitani Samyati Vayur Gantan Ivashayat The living entity in the material world carries his different conceptions of life from one body to another as the air carries aromas. If the wind passes over a garden of roses, it will carry the aroma of roses. And if it passes over a filthy place, it will carry the stench of obnoxious things. Similarly, King Paranjana, the living entity, now passes the air of his life over his wife, a woman. Therefore, he has to accept the body of a woman in his next life. Text 21 King Paranjana continued worrying. After I pass from this world, how will my sons and daughters, who are now fully dependent on me, will live and continue their lives? Their position will be similar to that of passengers aboard a ship wrecked in the midst of the ocean. Purport. At the time of death, every living entity worries about what will happen to his wife and children. Similarly, a politician also worries about what will happen to his country or his political party. Unless one is fully Krishna conscious, he has to accept a body in the next life according to his particular state of consciousness. Since Puranjana is thinking of his wife and children and is overly engrossed in thoughts of his wife, he will accept the body of a woman. Similarly, a politician or so-called nationalist who is inordinately attached to the land of his birth will certainly be reborn in the same land after ending his political career. One's next life will also be affected 
by the acts one performs during this life. Sometimes politicians act most sinfully for their own sense gratification. It is not unusual for a politician to kill the opposing party. Even though the politician may be allowed to take birth in his so-called homeland, he still has to undergo suffering due to his sinful activities in his previous life. This science of transmigration is completely unknown to modern scientists. So-called scientists do not like to bother with these things because if they would at all consider this subtle subject matter and the problems of life, they would see that their future is very dark. Thus they try to avoid considering the future and continue committing all kinds of sinful activities in the name of social, political and national necessity. Text 22 Although King Paranjana should not have lamented over the fate of his wife and children, he nonetheless did so due to his miserly intelligence. In the meantime, Yavanaraj, whose name was fear itself, immediately drew near to arrest him. Purport Foolish people do not know that every individual soul is responsible for his own react actions and reactions in life. As long as a living entity in the form of a child or boy is innocent, it is the duty of the father and mother to lead him into a proper understanding of the values of life. When a child is grown up, withdrawn, it should be left up to him to execute the duties of life properly. The parent, after his death, cannot help his child. A father may leave some estate for his children's immediate help, but he should not be overly absorbed in thoughts of how his family will survive after his death. This is the disease of the conditioned soul. Not only does he commit sinful activities for his own sense gratification, but he accumulates great wealth to leave behind so that his children may also gorgeously arrange for sense gratification. In any case, everyone is afraid of death and therefore death is called bhaya or fear. Although King Paranjana was engaged in thinking of his wife and children, death did not wait for him Death does not wait for any man. It will immediately carry out its duty. Since death must take place, since death must take away the living entity without hesitation, it is the ultimate God-realization of the atheists who spoil their lives thinking of country, society and relatives to the neglect of God-consciousness. In this verse, the word atad arhanam is very significant, for it means that one should not be overly engaged in welfare activities for one's family members, countrymen, society, and community. None of these will help a person 
to advance spiritually. Unfortunately, in present-day society, so-called educated men have no idea what spiritual progress is. Although they have the opportunity in the human form of life to make spiritual progress, they remain misers. They use their lives improperly and simply waste them, thinking about the material welfare of their relatives, countrymen, society, and so on. One's actual duty is to learn how to conquer death. Lord Krishna states the process of conquering death in Bhagavad Gita 4.9 Janma karma chame divyam evang yo veti tattvataha chaktva dehang punarjanma naitimam etisorjana One who knows the transcendental nature of my appearance and activities does not upon leaving the body take his birth again in this material world but attains my eternal abode O Arjuna after giving up this body one who was fully Krishna conscious does not accept another material body but returns home back to Godhead everyone should try to attain this perfection unfortunately instead of doing so People are absorbed in thoughts of society, friendship, love, and relatives. This Christian consciousness movement, however, is educating people throughout the world and informing them how to conquer death. Haring vina namitim tadanti. One cannot conquer death without being without taking shelter of the supreme personality of Godhead. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Text 23. When the Yavanas were taking King Puranjana away to their place, binding him like an animal, the king's followers became greatly aggrieved. While they lamented, they were forced to go along with him. Purport. When Yamaraj and his assistants take a living entity away to the place of judgment, the life, life air, and desires, being followers of the living entity, also go with him. This is confirmed in the Vedas. When the living entity is taken away or arrested by Yamaraj, tam utkramantam, the life air also goes with him. Prano, nutkraman, kramati. And when the life air is gone, pranam, anut, kramantam, all the senses, sarve, prana, also go along, anut, kramanti. When the living entity and life are gone, the lump of matter produced of five elements, earth, water, air, fire, and ether, is rejected and left behind. The living entity then goes to the court of judgment and Yamaraj decides what kind of body he is going to get next. This process is unknown to modern scientists. Every living entity is responsible for his activities in this life and after death he is taken to the court of Yamaraj where it is decided what kind of body he will, 
he will take next. Although the gross material body is left, the living entity and his desires, as well as the resultant reactions of his past activities, go on. It is Yamaraj who decides what kind of body one gets next in accordance with one's past actions. Text 24 The serpent, who had already been arrested by the soldiers of Yavanaraj and was out of the city, began to follow his master along with the others. As soon as they all left the city, it was immediately dismantled and smashed to dust. Purport When the living entity is arrested, all his followers, namely the life air, the senses, and sense objects, immediately leave the lump of matter, the body. When the living entity and his companions leave, the body no longer works, but turns into basic material elements, earth, water, fire, air, and ether. When the city, when a city attacked by enemies is vacated by its inhabitants, the enemy immediately takes advantage of that city and bombards it to smash the whole thing to dust. When we say, dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return, we refer to the body. When a city is attacked and bombarded by enemies, the citizens generally leave, and the city ceases to exist. It is a foolish person who engages in improving the condition of a city without caring for the citizens or inhabitants. Similarly, a living entity who is not properly enlightened in spiritual knowledge simply takes care of the external body, not knowing that the spirit soul is the principal factor within the body. When one is advanced in spiritual knowledge, the spirit soul is saved from eternal transmigration. The Bhagavatam considers those who are attached to their bodies to be, to be like cows and asses, saeva gokaraha. The cow is a very innocent animal and the ass is a beast of burden. One who labors under the bodily conception simply works like an ass and does not know his self-interest. It is therefore said, Yasyat mabudi kunipe tridatuke swadi kalatra dishu bauma ijadihi yat tirtabudi salile nakarhichij janesha abhigeshu saeva goparaha. A human being who identifies this body made of three elements with his self, who considers the byproducts of the body to be his kinsmen who considers the land of birth worshipable and who goes to a place of pilgrimage simply to take a bath rather than meet men of transcendental knowledge there is to be considered like an ass or a cow. Bhagavatam 10, 84, 13. Human civilization devoid of Krishna consciousness is simply a civilization of lower animals. Sometimes such a civilization may study the dead body 
and consider the brain or the heart. However, no part of the body is important unless the spirit soul is present. In a modern civilization of cows and asses, scientists try to search out some value in the brain or heart of a dead man. Text 25 <clears throat> when, when King Paranjana was being dragged with great force by the powerful Yavana out of his gross ignorance, he still could not remember his friend and well-wisher, the Supersoul. Purport In Bhagavad Gita 5.29, Lord Krishna says, Bhokdharang Yajna Tapasam Sarvaloka Maheshwaram Suridam Sarvabhutanam Yatva Mang Shantim Richtati A person can be in full Krishna consciousness and become happy and satisfied if he knows but three things, namely that the Supreme Lord Krishna is the enjoyer of all benefits, that he is the proprietor of everything, and that he is the supreme friend of all living entities. If one does not know this and functions instead under the bodily conception, he is always harassed by the tribulations offered by material nature. In actuality, the Supreme Lord is sitting by the side of everyone. Ishwara Sarvabhutanam Riddhichair Dhunatishtati Bhagavad Gita 18.61 The living entity and the super-soul are sitting side by side in the same tree. But despite being harassed by the laws of material nature, the foolish living entity does not turn toward the Supreme Personality of Godhead for protection. However, he thinks that he is able to protect himself from the stringent laws of material nature. This, however, is not possible. The living entity must turn toward the Supreme Personality of Godhead and surrender unto Him. Only then will he be saved from the onslaught of the powerful Yavana or Yamaraj. The word Sakayam, friend, is very significant in this verse because God is eternally present beside the living entity. The Supreme Lord is also described as Suridam, ever well-wisher. The Supreme Lord is always a well-wisher, just like a father or mother. Despite all the offenses of a son, a father and mother are always the son's well-wisher. Similarly, despite all our offenses and defiance of the desires of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the Lord will give us immediate relief from all the hardships offered by material nature if we simply surrender unto Him as confirmed in Bhagavad Gita. Mameva ye prapajante mayam etang tadantite Unfortunately, due to our bad association and great attachment for sense gratification, we do not remember our best friend, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. That brings us to 748.
my help fly time time flies you're having a great time okay we'll stop our reading for tonight and start up again at text 26 tomorrow and we'll wait patiently for the reflections to flow from the hearts of the assembled devotees Hare Krishna Rati Manjari. Haribo Rati. She says, Jai Guru Maharaj, another day, another dose of medicine. Yes. But this medicine is sweet. <laughs> Although this subject matter sometimes is heavy. Hare Krishna. And this is from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all assembled sages. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada and Srimad Bhagavatam. And Sri Krishna himself. Oh, Sri Krishna himself. Jai Ho, Maharaj. Jai Ho. Hare Krishna. And from Anandamurti Devi Dasi. Yes, Anandamurti. Dear Guru Maharaj and all assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you so much for today's reading of Sri the Prabhupada's books. Mm. You're entirely welcome. The pleasure is, is all mine, as usual. Hare Krishna. The marathon is in swing. From Anandamurti. Yes, Anandamurti. Text 25's purport is very nice because there is nice quotations from Bhagavad Gita. Mm. The word Sakayam, friend, is very significant in this verse because God is eternally present beside the living entity. The Supreme Lord is also described as Suridam, ever well-wisher. The Supreme Lord is always a well-wisher, just like a father or mother. Yes always being looked after but we rebel just like sometimes even a very wealthy aristocratic gentleman with so many aristocratic family members one of his sons will just go away and not want to associate and end up in the gutter or on a park bench or in the park destitute in order to get away from the control this is our position in the material world therefore we really need this Srimad Bhagavatam especially these sections which describe the actual naked face of the material nature 
for us, and, and it's repeated again and again for a very good purpose. Prabhupada often said that the repetition in these purports and even in the verses are meant to give us a thorough understanding of what's actually going on and to keep it, to keep us able to remember what's actually going on. Because the material energy is very intoxicating and very powerful, especially in the Kali Yuga. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. Yes, Gauri has something to say. Hare Krishna, Gauri. Hare Krishna, Maharaj. I was just wondering if you could maybe expand on this statement here that Prabhupada makes in text 20 of the purport. He says that in each and every life one is engaged in the struggle to become happy. Actually, no one in this material world is happy, but the struggle gives a false sense of happiness. Yes. We are, by nature, happy. We are, by nature, desirous of love and uh, ananda, pleasure or blissfulness. And therefore we're always looking for that. But the problem is everything that we're associating with in this material world, all the things we're working hard to accumulate and to maintain and to aspire for in this material world are all temporary. So we're always being let down we, have, we get our false expectation that this particular thing or person or place or activity you know, will give us that relief, that permanent relief. But no one can be happy in this material world because no form in the material world is permanent. And we are permanent. And therefore we want permanence. So material nature has a way of, in a sense, helping the soul to tolerate this situation by giving him a sense of relief when there's some temporary relief from the struggle. And we, we think that is happiness. But the basic undercurrent in the material world all the time is fear. And therefore, no one can be happy in this material world. Because all of us are fearful. Because we don't know what's going to happen unless we have Krishna consciousness, unless we have God consciousness and have realized that we're not the body, that we're a spiritual soul eternally. And that the reason we want happiness and are always searching for love and happiness and success and prosperity and uh, comprehension or knowledge. So this is the material nature. 
it gives us a sense that the struggle to attain those things is actually happiness. When in fact, it's not. This is called maya or illusion. So when the soul hears the truth, tattvavit tu mahabaho guna karma vivagascho guna guneshi vartanta itimatva nasajjate He is given the discrimination when he hears from a source outside of the material actions and reactions of the material existence. Then he gets the discrimination to be able to see the difference between fruitive work activities, sense gratification, and devotional service. And he chooses devotional service. And when he chooses devotional service, uh, at first he simply has to practice following the rules and regulations very strictly. But eventually, as he becomes accustomed to being in devotional service, his level of absorption increases and therefore his consciousness of thinking about Krishna increases and he, and he tastes happiness beyond the temporary struggle. And finally, when he falls in love with Krishna, then he's free. Then when he leaves the body, he will think of Krishna, no matter what the condition of the body. And even if he's some, for some reason he can't, Krishna is there to help him. Yogak chemam, maham yaham. Hare Krishna. Is it okay? This is from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. My dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my respectful obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and his transcendental books. Tonight the verses were so recognizable, describing to the teeth what this world calls and glorifies as dedicated love. Mm. King Puranjana worrying about his wife and children and thinking of his wife's sweet and submissive behavior. Mm. It sounds so right, so nice, and so successful materially speaking, but it is a setup for the next temporary situation. You are right. We need the explanations of Sri Narada Muni and Sri the Prabhupada so much, so we can understand where we should direct our attachment to, which is Krishna. I also have a question. Srila Prabhupada says that for a woman it is advantageous to become a man, but for a man it is not at all advantageous to become a woman. How can we explain this, especially to more secular people? You can't explain it to secular people unless you give a background first. We, we've answered this question quite a few things over the last times over the last few weeks. Unless a person understands that there is God and that there is a, an intelligence behind the organization of the universe. When he looks at and, and travels around different countries and different places, he sees the same things are going on. The same basic activities are going on. Man makes woman, you know, they, they, they get married, they have children, 
there's family, there's business, there's struggles, there's children, there's heartaches, so many things. So then he should understand there must be some intelligent behind this organization. Why is it the same everywhere they go? They say a different language, a different kind of hat that they wear on their heads when they do their folk dance of that particular country. But the basic uh, activities uh, are the same. This means there must be an intelligence behind. So the male role and the female role, whether you're in a male body or a female body, you're all, we're all trying to enjoy the body at the expense of someone else or something else. So it says that the, uh, it's advantageous for the woman to become the man in his life because the man has a tendency. It's not that it's, it's, a, it's not a mechanical formula. Of course, there are women that are more intelligent than men. <clears throat> there are women that are more advanced than men. Therefore, we have Queen Kunti speaking the first actual prayer in the Srimad Bhagavatam, the body of a, of a woman. But she's giving the most profound philosophy possible. But she's an eternal associate of Krishna. She's aunt, auntie. She's a superior, in a superior position to Krishna socially. So therefore, rather than get hung up in the fact that women and merchants and shudras and, and other persons who are not as high as brahmanas and kshatriyas, uh, they can hang, but, but they can get the supreme destination if they take to Krishna consciousness. So what difference does it make? In the Kali Yuga, all of us, male or female, are shudras. The activities of material nature are all, you know, shudra activities. So rather than, rather than dwell on whether we are lower or higher in the, in the material sense, uh, we should know that every single person has the potential and the ability to think of Krishna at the time of death and then go back to Godhead and not have to go through this duality again. Then one can have a peaceful mind. Whether we're women or men, it doesn't make any difference. But in general, the materialistic man and materialistic woman uh, the materialistic woman tends to be more... That's why the word stri is given in the Sanskrit language for woman, stri, because it, the, the woman, through the woman's body, expands the uh, material facilities for sense gratification and comfort. So, so if, we, if we actually hear properly and understand the structure of the universe, the structure of human society, and what our roles are meant to be, and why they ha are meant to be like that, so that we can live peacefully, so we can think of Krishna at the time of death. 
then we can be not uh, bothered by these apparent uh, uh, negativity that comes from being in one kind of body or another. Hare Krishna. This is from Subarao. Yes, Subarao. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you for your daily readings. Even though what you read was quite uh, even though what you read was discomforting, there are quite a few silver linings. Yeah. Four twenty eight fifteen. Quote In his Mukundamala Stotra King Kula Shekar states Krishna Tvadiya Padapankaja Panjarantam Adyaiva Me Vishatumana Saraja Hamsa Prana Prayana Samaye Kapavata Pitai Kantava Rodana Vidausmaranam Kutaste My dear Krishna, please help me die immediately so that the swan of my mind may be encircled by the stem of your lotus feet. Otherwise, at the time of my final breath, when my throat is choked up, how will it be possible for me to think of you? The swan takes great pleasure in diving within the water and being encircled by the stem of the lotus flower. Hmm. This entanglement is sporting joy. If in our healthy condition we think of the lotus feet of the Lord and die, it is most fortunate. In old age, at the time of death, the throat sometimes becomes choked with mucus or blocked by air. At such a time, the sound vibration of Hare Krishna, the Maha Mantra, may not come out. Thus, one may forget Krishna. Of course, those who are strong in Krishna consciousness cannot possibly forget Krishna at any stage because they are accustomed to chanting the Hare Krishna Mantra, Hare Krishna. especially when there is a signal from death. Hare Krishna. Unquote. And the second quote, 428.25. Similarly, despite all our offenses and defiance of the desires of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the Lord will give us immediate relief from all the hardships offered by material nature if we simply surrender unto Him, as confirmed in Bhagavad Gita. Unfortunately, due to our bad association and great attachment for sense gratification, we do not remember our best friend, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Unquote. Thank you for ringing the transcendental alarm clock every day. Thank you very much. And I want to make one last point to Rati about her question about you know, how it's advantageous to get a man's body in the next life and not a woman's body. This is the material world. And in the spiritual world, there are also male and female bodies. And all of them are perfect. And all of them are fully Christian conscious. So therefore, let's go back to the spiritual world where this kind of discrimination is not made. Some is higher, some is lower. But the absolute topmost devotee of Krishna is a female. Shimati Radharani and all other devotees are learning how to be devotee of Krishna no matter what their rasa is not just in the Madhurya rasa but all the other rasas 
they learned how to do devotional service from Shrimati Radharani. So therefore, don't worry about becoming a man or a woman in the next life. Let's go back to the spiritual world. Can you imagine if the spiritual world were just all males? What it would be like? No, you can't imagine it because it's not possible. So rather take our roles that we have now, play them in Krishna consciousness and awaken our love for Krishna so we can go back to Krishna, whatever our gender is or whatever our form is in the spiritual world and enjoy with Krishna. Hare Krishna. That is the platform of freedom from fear. When you know you're going back there, all these dualities are insignificant. They don't matter at all. Hare Krishna. This is from Rati Manjava. Yes, Rati. Thank you, dear Guru Maharaj, for your ongoing explanations which help me to see the broader picture. Personally, I am not too worried about it. I am presently cultivating an intelligent woman who asked me how she should understand the apparent woman unfriendly statements of Srila Prabhupada. <laughs> They're not unfriendly. They're, he's your real friend and he's telling the truth. A real friend tells you the truth. That's what real friendliness means. We just judge you know, we get a pat on the head or an embrace or whatever and we think that's the mercy. And someone gives us some, you know, clear direction how to correct ourselves. So that's wrong. That's bad. The best friend is one who says to a person the truth. Hare Krishna. So let us live in the truth. The truth will set you free from the bodily concept of life. She said, yes, let us go back to the spiritual world. Yes. Please take all of us there. You're taking me there. Come on. I'm just watching and trying to follow you all. Thank you all for your wonderful reflections. And there's one more. One from Sudevi Dasi. Yes, Sudevi Dasi. She says, Hare Krishna Maharaj. Sudevi Dasi, I have only one thing to say and we get the last word in. Hare Krishna to you. Well, we have two more. Sorry. And one from Subara. Yes, Subara. He said, I feel some of us are fortunate to come up to a point to even listen and read these purports which reveal the intricacies of old age and death. Yes. Daily readings. Key Absolutely. Now. Thank you. This is from Anandamurti. Yes, Anandamurti. Yesterday I could not distribute any books, even tried in lunch and after duty, so I'm feeling no good today. <laughs> Everyone returned the books as soon as they heard they needed to give donations. I am very much struggling for distribution. My material mind is afraid to be denied by people. <laughs> even after hearing such a transcendental knowledge, even knowing the example of Parandrana, Still I am in material consciousness because I used to live material life, death after death. Guru Maharaj, I want to continue to please you. I'll try to go out today also. Om Tat Sat. Hare Krishna, you are pleasing us, not just me, but everyone who is on these daily readings. 
they're listening carefully, you know. And, and as Krishna said to the cowherd boys, when he sent them to beg for the, with, from the brahmanas for something to eat, and they refused, and they came back a little dis, disanimated, he said, don't worry, that's the, that's the nature of begging. It always happens. Sometimes you get and sometimes you don't. Don't be disturbed. So don't be disturbed when sometimes people take or sometimes don't take. Don't be disturbed and just continue. Learn the art of, of tolerating inconvenience and stay in devotional service and at the end of the day, at the time of death, when it's so difficult, you will be able to think of Krishna in love. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabira Bhakti Brinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic as the truth rings on. See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.